It's time for the Rural News with Kim Moody. In Ōtautahi, kia ora Kim, and the government is launching a large-scale project to research pastoral farming. Kia ora Mani, that's right. Agriculture Minister Damien O'Connor launched the seven-year, $26 million project at Massey University this morning. Called Whenua Haumanu, the project will monitor outdoor dairy, cattle and sheep pastoral systems to investigate multiple aspects, including regenerative farming practices. Professor Danny Donaghy from Massey's School of Agriculture and Environment says they'll test things like different pasture and grazing management systems and fertiliser applications. He says the impacts of those will be, measure, will be measured by looking at things like nutrient loss, soil quality and animal health and welfare. There's a huge interest in uh, rigid farming, but there's not a lot of research in New Zealand that says, uh, do some of these practices work or do they not? There's a feeling from farmers, aren't a number of the things that we've been doing for a number of years already regenerative? So what does, what does that all mean? How much carbon are we locking up in the soil? How do we develop these systems that have got lower footprints with less nutrient lost, more carbon locked up, good welfare outcomes for animals? So we're right at that point of of wanting to explore how all these things come together. The government has committed $17.6 million to the project through the Sustainable Food and Fibre Futures Fund. Damien O'Connor says New Zealand's economic security depends on the primary sector, which this year earned a record $53.3 billion in exports. This is really important part of, I guess, the progress of agriculture in New Zealand. We've always been innovative. We've always been looking around the world for where to next and have generally led the way, particularly when it comes to pastoral farming systems and regenerative agriculture, regenerative products or products from a regenerative system are popular, are are topical and, and are being looked at by the major companies in the world like McDonald's and like Nestle. So it's really important that we keep up with that global trend. Damien O'Connor. The Ministry for Primary, for Primary Industries says the prosecution of a fishing company for trawling in a no-go zone should send a clear message to others in the industry. In 2018, an MLTL fishing company boat bottom trawled in a protected area on Lord Howe Rise in the Tasman Sea, west of New Zealand. The company was yesterday fined almost $60,000 in the Nelson District Court and ordered to forfeit the boat, gear and proceeds of the fish. MPI's Director of Compliance Gary Orr says it should serve as a warning. This is a professional organisation. It's been fishing for many, many years. You don't just go to sea and, and sort of guess where you can legally fish or not. There are strict rules in place. They are there for a reason. On the high seas, we have obligations in terms of our international obligations with these regional fisheries management organisations. There can be huge consequences, not just for the company, but for New Zealand when things go wrong like this. So we have to be seen to take strong action when we do detect offending. MLTL Fishing Company spokesperson Tony Hazlitt says the company didn't consent, agree or direct the vessel to fish in a closed area. He says the company doesn't condone illegal fishing in any circumstances and has invested in additional electronic systems to monitor its fishing vessels. Time for the latest from the sale yards around the country. I spoke to our regular guest, AgriHQ Senior Analyst Suze Bremner, a little earlier. Kia ora Suze, what's been happening this week? Well, we have officially made it to spring and nothing reminds us more of that fact than hearing those young lambs calling out to their mothers. 
We've heard it at the yards a bit, um, as a few lines of views of lambs at foot start coming out. And the values have been really reasonable at $132 to $150 all counted. Like all classes of stock, prices over the last few years have trended up. And in fact, this class has doubled in price since 2012. I'd expect the ewes and lambs to hold at these levels for at least the next few weeks. And then we may see them start to soften as the mainstream lines come on. But if any wisdom is to be taken from this year's markets, it is to expect the unexpected. And what's been happening with the store cattle markets? Well, the store cattle markets also continue to impress and are a really big talking point. There's no holding back from buyers as more sit on the benches each week or take advantage of buying online. Tamuka had its first big spring cattle sale and will now run weekly for the next few months. The real strength there was in the two-year market as traditional steers averaged $3.49 a kilo and the dairy beef $3.36 a kilo. Heifers that were the same age and breed were averaging $3.26 a kilo and yearling steer averages were very similar to the older steers, which is quite a common occurrence around the country and just confirms how strong that short-term cattle market is. Another very clear example of that was a consignment of 200 two-year Angus steers from Wairoa they sold at Stortford Lodge on an empty weight of 390 to 425 kilos and were actually able to reach $3.90 to $3.95 a kilo. That's Suze Bremner from AgriHQ and that's the Rural News for this week. Koe rā te purongo o te tai whenua.